0: home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen, coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Radio G Radio, with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, good evening, or good afternoon, depending upon the part of the world you're in. I love today that we're going to be doing time-shifting How is it possible to be in two places at the same time while we're doing it? My fantastic guest co-host tonight is Mary Lou Monroe-Ray. She is going to be joining us in just a moment, live from Brisbane, Australia, where it is currently 1 p.m. on Tuesday, August 1st, yet here we are still in California Monday, July 31st at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is a thrill to welcome you back to Rated G Radio. Some programming notes, if you are slow to the uh, you know, this hip new thing called podcasting, we are actually not only on Blog Talk Radio, the platform we've been on for the last 13 years, you can actually now find us on iHeart Radio and also iTunes Podcast under the banner of rated LGBT radio that is hosted on Thursdays or Fridays, depending upon when Rob posts the show. Um, backstory on that real quick again for those of you new to the show for years and years and years I was doing rated G radio and then um, I started a show called rated LGBT radio and I brought Rob on as a co-host and then I had to go get a real a real job to pay the bills and so I wasn't able to do regular programming um, at that point so I said Rob can you just you know take the lead and Rob ran with it, and we just kind of changed the you know, parental ladder, shall we say, to rated LGBT radio, and Rob does that show brilliantly every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. So if you haven't had a chance to tune into his program, I encourage you to tune in. They do a lot of celebrity interviews, um, people from Hollywood, people from Broadway, people from all walks of entertainment. They've had Belinda Carlisle on from the, the Go-Go's. I say that just because I'm a big Go-Go fan. But they had I mean, big, big name um, people on the show. So check out Rated LGBT Radio. And um, in the future, we're going to be doing more shows with some of our favorite guest co-hosts in the past, including Rob, who he'll tell you. I love doing the show because it's the only time I ever get a chance to talk to you. And Mary Lou will probably say the same thing because I hate talking on the phone more than I hate going to the dentist. And yet, I love doing the show with these people. So this is my my self indulgent hour to catch up, find out what's going on in their worlds, and maybe motor project or two along the way. But we'll have Rebecca Fisk back on, Stephanie Gerard back on, and tonight again, it's a great pleasure to welcome Mary Lou Monroe, Ray, all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Mary Lou, my dear, it's been a I would say a hot minute, but it could be a cold minute where you're at. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: I'm great. How are you, Garrett Miller? Can you hear me clearly?
0: You sound great. And I'm going to tell you, Mary Lou, that Wonderful. I'm really going to be try I'm going to be more international in my communication of numbers today, meaning that I'm going to tell you the temperature for everybody globally, you know, the United States, we're super stupid. And I can't wait to ask Mary Lou about how stupid we are <laughs> in the United States in just a moment. However, <laughs> Um, The rest of the world is on the metric system, so I'm going to tell you, Mary Lou, at 7 p.m. on Monday, July 31st, it is 22 degrees uh, Celsius here in Huntington
1: Beach. Okay, well, because we're in sunny Queensland here in Brisbane, uh, it's actually 12.04, so just after midday here, and it's 25 degrees Celsius, mostly sunny maybe the flick of an odd beautiful white cloud well this is the sunshine state so it's a lot warmer because we're well not quite close to the um when you get up the uh, top of Queensland or past Rockhampton and places like that that's the Capricorn line so we're Probably close to the equator, you know, if you go up a little bit further. So we tend to get warmer weather. Although we did have some really cold winters, which was the first time in a few years. It can get, because the sky's so clear, the, the minute the sun goes down, like all that warmth just settles down. And then, you know, there's no cloud cover, um, at least recently, which has been lovely, uh, you know, to keep that warmth in. But there's, um, I noticed the other night Hobart had 200 mile, 200 kilometer mile winds down there, and good old yeah. little Tasmania, yeah. So, um, and that's not, I don't know how far that is from the Antarctic, but they do get. We have been getting unusual weather, and it's it's kind of odd weather. But I'm just always happy to see the sunshine, and um, of course you are in a great place with some. Um, where you live and you have the beaches close by, but I was hearing all about those heat waves you guys had, at least in Phoenix. And they had a well, thermometer or something yeah. put up there, 115 degrees. I'm like, yeah, why would you go? <laughs> you know, bring lots of well, water. Bottles and-
0: Mary Lou, when I lived in Phoenix, I lived in Phoenix the year that it got to 122 yeah. degrees, and I can't do the oh. math on how to make that into to Celsius. Um, But we had that summer, it was something like 49, 53 consecutive days over 110 degrees. So it's really, Phoenix is probably very similar to where you're at now, where when it's really hot, it's really hot. But at night, it gets, you know, all the heat evaporates or it goes into the concrete, that type of thing. But in the wintertime, it gets really cold because there's no, there's nothing to keep the heat in.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Living in Phoenix is, I loved the people. Um, people are great in Phoenix. Um, didn't really like the traffic towards the end of my tenure there. I'd lived there for about a million and five years, but the, um, it was really the weather when I had the chance to move to California. What is it going on about 13 years ago? You know, they said, you know, can you go out there and take over sales for the company for about, you know, three months? Cause it was going to be, you know, a few weeks. And then I they said three months at the end of of the conversation he said six months and i said that's all i needed to hear because i'm never coming back and so um and i just built a brand new huge custom house you know custom everything spent a fortune on that lost my shirt on it but it's the best thing ever i will i wouldn't i say never move back i have cousins and an aunt and uncle that live in the phoenix metro area i would absolutely Mm -hmm. move back to spend time with family and as um you know life goes on and things like that i do miss spending time with them. But we chat on, you know, Facebook or Messenger, things like that, and stay in touch. But, it, you know, it's just not the same. But uh, I, I just have no interest in spending, you know, it, that it, what is it? It's like 90 days where it's over 105, uh, oh. and over 60 days, over 110. And then the, here's the, the great part. You know, it, you get up at, let's say, 536 in the morning, whatever time you get up, and mm. the low temperature is like 90. And you, I, and that's what did it for me. I just moved into this gorgeous custom house. I got up and I and I was the cheapest guy ever, Mary Lou. Where I would if I had a really good you know like sales day, I would come home at night, and I would turn the air conditioning all the way down to eighty.
1: Wow. <laughs> okay. you know. I know. Oh but wow. There are ways, but, but there are doing, ways like but, here in Australia, you've got but to that's, keep But that was also
0: because. The blind shut, I had the the film on the windows, the reflective the whole thing, but oh, if i okay. didn't do that, i had because of the size of the house, I had to have two um huge air conditioners for the house if i didn't do that, my air conditioning bill during the summer, as conservative as I was was about five hundred dollars a month if i didn't wow. if I turned it down to like seventy two like everybody else did, my electric bill would have been twelve fifteen hundred dollars a month, which is you know oh, and yeah. with a mortgage of six grand a month, it was you know just crazy. But, um, yeah, Yeah. so I'd never go back for the weather, but I'd I'd definitely go back for the people.
1: Yeah, and solar panels. (laughs) I mean... And solar panels, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've progressed quite a long way with some more green sort of carbon-saving ideas, you know, to keep that heat in, and we have to do that here in Australia. But it's more humid up here, whereas Canberra, the capital... um, you know of the ACT as um our australian capital territory um it's very dry sort of weather there mm. so um where it's quite humid up here and you notice the difference like way up north in yeah. north queensland you get in the shower and you, you feel like you've broken out into a sweat again you know way way up there it's just um incredible you know it's such an arid land so, and so- you know, so different and vast, really.
0: What are What are you doing all the way up there? I thought you were down on the coast in Brisbane.
1: Oh no, I am, but I'm just saying, is because Queensland is a huge state. But the further you travel up, yeah, you know, towards um, oh, of, got it. Um, yeah, Australia. I mean, it's really hot. You're very close, a lot closer to the equator there, so it's very tropical weather. We have rainforests and everything up the top there, and yet we've got grasslands and you know creeks and rivers that run through Australia in the middle is all sort of desert land it's it's such a vast sort of country um it's like we've sort of had everything it's one of the oldest continents i think as well like um you know it's uh the indigenous people here you know it's over 60,000 mm-hmm. years ago so um and you know uh where I live, they call it minjin which is, means um, the Blunt Point, which is where Brisbane sits, sort of. Um, so we're sort of acknowledging different places. In Sydney, it's called Gadigal Land. So, and there's certain tribes and things that are the people, the original Indigenous people, and, you know, before um, the British came and Captain James Cook and all that. So, uh, you know, we sort of always honor the elders here that, and they call this land country because it's country to them. But, you know, they have ways of um, with bushfires because they've been looking after the land a lot longer before we inhabited here, about 200 odd years ago. So um, they have a way of burning things off so that the fires don't actually go up the tree trunks. It actually burns into the center of like a circle so there's a lot to learn from uh, the elder folks here the the indigenous elders here and it's good to see some of the young people are um doing that and learning and you know this is the time with all this climate change we're all experiencing across the globe um to learn how to preserve our wonderful mother earth you know and um beautiful animals we we just sadly saw um, a number of whales that are so disoriented um, with some of the sonic blasting they're doing in the waters and it disorients them and they kept mm. coming into the shore and they saved as many as they could but you know it's just yeah it's it, it's a big thing across the world but we'll get there there's always um, somebody creating something uh, and new ideas always formulating and you know, let let's hope so because you know we we only have the one planet, and it's beautiful and it's amazing across the world. So, you know, and it's um majestic beauty still, and some of it's still pristine, which would be nice to keep keep around for a while and for future generations. I think so. We're really lucky at the moment um with a lot of the things that we have. So, you know, I'm, I'm you know I've always been a big thing about um, looking after her and so and, and honoring the elements we're given for clean water and clean air and you know that we produce amazing sort of vegetables and produce that, you know, sustain us here. And I've always been grateful for that. So yeah. But anyway, I'm happy with that.
0: It is a wonderful world in which we live. I, I you know, sometimes you know, I I had a conversation with a uh, owner of a company I worked for some time ago. Mm. Not somebody I respect or like or anything, and the he made the comment going to lunch one day. He goes, "Well, you know, this global warming thing. You know, there are cycles that come and go, and you know, it's you know God's way of." basically it was like thinning out the herd is what he was trying to say. And, you know, he, he, he was a very pious man, you know, just very, very full of himself and the love of God. But, you know, couldn't wait to stab somebody in my back for a penny, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was the primary and sole reason why I left the company. Um, Just, I was just like, I, I'm not going to sell myself to the soul to the devil for a dollar because it's just, absolutely not worth it. And it, it took a, Years to recover financially from that decision, but it was absolutely the right one to make. But oh, his, his whole stance was, well, you know, if if the ice melts, the ice melts, and if this happens, that happens. <laughs> oh well, you know, but it's all for the mighty dollar. And <laughs> I, you know, and I was not, um, a, you know, a teetotaling environmentalist. I probably still am not, but I do try to, you know, conserve water where I can, don't drive if I don't need to, things like that. Yeah. Um, but just <laughs> shocked at his wild abandon of even doing anything remotely humane to try to do anything good for the environment Mm. and that has always stuck with me is kind of a defining moment of that's your true character and you you see so many of these um, conversations about you know global warming or this and that and the other thing and you have to go well you know it is true you know I, I get that you know Things happen, but we don't have to, you know, we don't have to, like, encourage the ice caps to melt. We don't yeah, have to, yeah. you know, do this. You know, the yeah. Earth's going to do what the about- earth is going to do, but we don't, we, yeah, yeah, we don't need to promote that.
1: Yeah. Well, she, you know, she's a living being as well. I mean, she's amazing um, and sure modify things in nature just to cope and just like the animals they have to move more um, towards where people live just because of things that have happened and how we've consumed and for development and progress and now we've got the AI coming in which you know it's an interesting thing but it's creativity that is a thing that keeps people alive it keeps people their mind working really well it brings out passion and your emotions and um, we can create wonderful things and you know even with AI they still have to program things with information and maybe there'll be some good things out of that and and you know but is it going to cost jobs and things so You know, this world is transforming in a big way, but I've always said don't get caught up in that web that we weave. Stay grounded in nature. Go for walks. Go and have fun. You know, the connection thing is so important to connect with family or friends and, you know, not just be like hurtling and just to get to the next job because everybody's so, so busy. I mean, I still find time to ring up my friends just to make sure they're still alive, and you know, how you going? Oh, busy. Yeah, okay. But are you happy? <laughs> the greatest line I heard was from Morgan mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, in um. The one where he climbs, they go up to Mount Everest, and he said, "There's two things that you get asked for." He said. Have you found joy in your life? And have you brought joy to others? And they're the two most important things. Another funny thing I heard is somebody was saying, you know, I did all these really good things and ticked the boxes so I can get through the gates and the whole thing and, and, you know, to get to the good place where it all happens. And (laughs) And their answer was, the good place, it's the only place where all that love and all this (laughs) beauty comes from. It's the only place. (laughs) It's the only place. Nobody's taking score or, you know, testing things out and just oh, look, you know, you didn't take the rubbish bins out that night. You know, we'll have to have a little, you have to make up for that. You know, you lose a star there. I mean, it's just, you know, we're here to Mm -hmm. create things. We're given this beautiful gift of life. And, you know, everybody just make the most of it this is this is it you know you're in a physical world where amazing things can happen and you just have to try and stay positive and not get caught up in you know nasty thoughts or you know all this other stuff that's really just such a waste of energy it is you know everybody's quick to blame or criticize and this and that and sometimes yes people do behave in a particular way and if that doesn't sit with you, it doesn't mean you have to hang around just to keep copying it. Like, move on and just go, this is who I am. This is where I want to move to. And I want these kind of people around me. And you, when you stick to that and you just show that, you know, that's when good things happen. And you start meeting people that come from the same sort of way of thinking and, and mindfulness, I guess, Um like other people do I, I'm just looking for something that I well, hmm.
0: well as you're looking I'm gonna ask you a question Mary well you brought up the AI aspect in the United States that seems to be pretty much everything that everybody is talking about I yeah. as a creative person and I should uh, part of me is like I really should embrace this AI thing It'd make my songwriting a whole lot easier but in the sure. in the other breath, it's like it absolutely terrifies me that yeah. some computer program out there is going to be able to mimic my likeness, my voice, my thoughts, and yeah. basically take over my persona, or your persona, or who you know, whatever. I'm really not comfortable with this whole AI thing. It reminds me of the Terminator yeah, I mean. when Skynet takes over.
1: Yep, or I robots. Mm.
0: <laughs> or I wrote right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: okay, I just yeah. think that
0: this is you know, we've now crossed the the line, and now it's just a matter of time until you know something happens and something not in a good way happens, and we are all going to pay the price for that. What do What do you think about AI? Mm-hmm. What's it like for the news and and the things you're hearing down down on that?
1: Yeah, well, it is a big thing about it, and there's a lot of controversy about it. I think. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the dollars and techn- uh, technology advancing and evolving. But what they forget is the human aspect in there. That's, you know, we have rental crisis up here. Uh, there's the inflation thing. And there's a lot of things that are changing. And it's all trying to try and fit in this diversity, this dividedness, which is what I suppose in one one sense COVID did bring families and people back together because you had to sort of look at yourself and realize how important those connections were with family and friends when that was taken away. But, you know, this whole division they keep doing in the name of progress um, now when they might take jobs away or I don't want to lose my creativity. I don't need some other thing to think for me or, you know that's that's the terrifying part and i think it's concerning a lot of people i mean in your own country we have enough resources and things to grow our own food and and feed our own people and look after people and you know where's the human element in this but it's these great big maybe Corporations, or you know, I mean, science is always searching for things. There's there's good and bad and everything. There are people, whatever their mindset mm-hmm. is or whatever they're reaching for, they're just going to give it all and they don't care who they step on along the way. But you know, it's it's the people and a lot of the elderly people even that get that have worked their entire lives that have this wisdom that has built the backbone and, and done the hard road, you know, to teach the other young ones that are coming in just, and even they're going a bit nutsy, you know, with silly things. I, I had a look at um, IMDb top 250 movies before, because I, I remember I mentioned to you, I've been doing quite a bit of acting and things and getting ready. And most of them are usually, you know violent or you know there's they keep dredging up all the horrid things and if it's not horror and look there's different audiences that really love that thing and maybe they just that's their thing and that's fine but I always enjoy a story that um, got real great wit that's got some wisdom in there that's got humor and laughter and some joy and and love and it just it's really just reflects what life is truly about and um I just think you know some of these kids they get so drawn in and they have to have all the latest devices and they've you know they're getting into these little gangs and things and they're just not even thinking you know they're they're doing atrocious things and I just think well what is that that's driving them you know if it isn't addictions or ill health or fears and things like that. It's just like it's been trying to consume the world. And I, and there's a lot of people, positive people like yourself that just go, Hey, hang on, let's come back to here because it's your choice. And, you know, you're the one that's here to create your life by the decisions you make, the people you choose to be with. You know, it, it's never wrong to do the right thing. And, You know, I mean, I'm certainly not one to live in fear or, and I've had lots of stuff happen to me my entire life, but, you know, I just think, you know, we have to be really careful just how far we let certain things go. And I hope for the body of people Mm. that want to create this sort of technology and to advance um, humanity, well, then don't forget about the real needs of the people, like the people that you know, are usually the ones that end up paying for that and, you know, that work hard their whole lives. But, you know, there's got to be a balance. And I think somehow one day that balance is, is going to really reveal itself if it hasn't stirred up things now. But you just got to stay true to you sure. and do what you love while you while you can,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. And I think that's that's really hard for a lot of folks nowadays. And I, I, I guess another question I wanted to ask you is, because, you know, frankly, Mary Lou, you're one of my best international friends. So I love your viewpoints about uh, the crazy things that happen in the United States. And I don't know what makes your news and what doesn't. But what is what is the general consensus in your country about what America is like or what's happening politically for us or culturally? What are the things that make your news broadcast?
1: Um, like, you know, there's certain amount that they do show. A lot of it, I suppose, um, that they would display are certain big events like, you know, with your elections and things when there's um, things that can affect the globe politically Um, We love all the entertainers and the movies and, you know, your artistic, creative people. Uh, We love hearing about that. That's quite often who we have. Like one of the biggest shows is The Project. And it's a different way of bringing the news. They actually bring humor into it and they have different guests that are on. Um, But a lot of it here is just... um, you know, things that are happening here in Australia, I suppose, because that... Sure, sure. ...Australians. But, you know, we do get to see when you guys are... when there's terrible floods and all those sorts of things. But, uh, you know, unless you're actually looking yourself for, for that sort of interest... I mean, there's lots of platforms that will deliver those sort of stories and there's different channels we have here where you can... Um, watch what's going on overseas. I'm not a super big fan of the news always. I mean, we see it in all sorts of platforms anyway. Um, But it does, you know, they've got to throw in a nice story at the end just because I think it shocks people (laughs) just what's happening. And I think you can get really caught up in, you know, the craziness of it all. But it's just... You know, just stay within your own local circle and and just what affects you. I mean, we have choices to make and decisions whether we want to involve ourselves in those things or get caught up in it. But that's why I love, you know, the one industry, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that uplifts the spirits is the music industry. Is you know the film and comedy and acting and theater and all those things, all those creative things and those beautiful songs and pieces that are written and poems, all those things that people tell their story or the story from the heart, that's what gives people hope. And especially when you find stories that people can really relate to and they can see themselves in there, but there's always that glint of hope, there's always that wisdom that comes through. And they're the ones that I think, um, you know, that sit with you for a long time. And I think people take leaves out of those books, you know, uh, of those stories. And um, really just a lot of stories that where people have faced adversity and they've just come through it and, you know, uh, found creative ways of doing it. They just overcame you know, whatever it was, and they just kept moving forward. And when you do that and you try and trust in that process, I think things tend to present themselves to you, opportunities. You know, I've talked about this for a long time. Or you get those ideas. And and then when it does start to ripple out and affect a lot of people, <clears throat> people are, I think they're getting to the point where they just want to stand up and just say, hey, you know, because there's mainly good families and good people out there <clears throat> with kids and yeah. whether you're single or not, you know, all you want is peace in your life and um, good things to happen and for people to st- keep caring about each other and I think that's the other thing that um, you know, they, they've just <clears throat> riddled the world with I um, suppose addictive things and it's just yeah. that there's so many distractions for people and then to create things that are where you're more or less on your devices or you're sitting at home on the couch watching all these things that's great but it's nice to still go out that's the only thing I liked about Tom Cruise is he's still trying to get people by producing and you know creating his big films but he still wants to keep going to the movies in a big theater where you're all experiencing that, you know, where there's concerts and there's live music, there's people performing, or or theater, any of those things that actually help, you know, um, spark that creativity It lifts in the soul. hmm Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And I'm sure it of lifts the
0: soul.
1: It, it does. Well, you know, and I think
0: as a creative person, you you do find yourself, you know, um, as you know, you're a songwriter, you're an author, you're a filmmaker. There's not much you can't do, Mary Lou. So I, every time we talk, I usually find out and learn something new about what you're doing. Um, you know, since it's been a hot minute since I've had you on the program, um, for those of you, you know, I, I'll call it Radio G Radio Classic listeners. Uh, back in the day, Mary Lou used to come on and talk about all kinds of things. She hosted her own show called uh, Rated Alls Radio. That's my yep. best, and also it's the worst Australian accent you'll ever hear. Rated Alls yep. Radio, and does a brilliant job. And um, I'm hoping that she'll have some more broadcasts coming up in the future. But right now, if you want to connect with Mary Lou, uh, we do have her Handle on Instagram on the show page. It's rated Oz Radio underscore eight. Rated Oz Radio underscore eight. So Mary Lou, what kind of things do your fans and uh, friends find on your Instagram feed? What's what's kind of the big draw right now for you?
1: Um, well, I'm I am preparing to do a few things. Um, I have spoken to a few people because, as you know, I injured my arm, and then I, there was all kinds of things that happened in the place where I was living. Uh, plus I started a photography course because I wanted to really get into the nitty gritty of how to do stills. I'm still trying to um, learn how to edit properly because <laughs> I film myself uh, doing monologues or sometimes in the scene for acting because I've actually done eight mm. submissions. This month it'll be my ninth. And you know, I, I yeah, it'll be my ninth one. We're doing procedurals, <laughs> so we have um, what one of your favourite scenes, I suppose, would be? Uh, let me just go back to the the projects for this month. Um, okay, so we're you know we're trying to do scripts that um come from shows where people can actually practice some monologues, whether they're a male or female. So we've got one of them is from house. Um, One of them's from CSI New York. They're they're a scene one. Uh, We've got stuff this month from Grey's Anatomy, from suits, from bones, where you get to tackle um, all criminal minds. So you get to tackle that character. And... Last month, I, I've i changed my profile picture. <laughs> Still working on the lighting and the backdrop because, you know, I kept, can you just, you know, steam the wrinkles out behind you? But I had some <sighs> great feedback. Um, yeah, I know, in my little shoebox here. So I um, played a homicide detective. And it was a script that I kind of felt I could you know pull off and I I was talking to a young fellow and one of the coaching sessions we get I had the wonderful Julian Curtis who's an actor in LA and you know he's been in Disney and a few things and he really sits there and he brings the best out of you so we were talking about the script and it's funny because he said um oh how do you know this guy's James and how do you know this because these were original scripts that the Stage Milk crew a wonderful writer and director um, who does a lot of theatre and he he works with kids as well he's got a little drama club in Sydney and um, he wrote the script Alex Lee Records I think his parents were actually in theatre and well known in Australia they used to travel a lot so he wrote this piece but you don't get The stuff before you don't have the whole story access to it and I really found because I've done Meryl Streep and I've done um, Julia Roberts and I've done um, Alicia out of The Good Wife and all these things that I kind of had watched the film or watched the series or whatever it was so I kind of knew the character and I knew a little bit about the story but this was sort of given to me and I thought And he said, "Well, how do you know? What have you decided? Is he an accessory? Is he guilty? Did he do this?" And I went, "Oh, "Oh, well, I, I didn't, I don't know. There's, I don't know that much. I've just got what the script's saying, which is why we do script analysis, which is amazing, pulling it apart. And you get to," He said, "Well, you've got to make those choices. And once you decide how the story's going to go and your perspective on it." it's going to make your performance a lot easier. You'll remember your lines better. And it's going to come across when you're doing the performance, not so general, like more so that people are intrigued and they want to know what's going to happen next. So I actually got some really great feedback. And Andy, who's the founder and created um, Stage Milk, who I'm with, the drama club, uh, as we have people from the States and the UK and South Africa and Italy and Germany, and you get on there, and every month we have master classes. We had David Dean Bottrel on. We had Matt Sklarosi. He used to be, like, the vice president of the uh, Talent at CBS Network. Um, oh, wow. tell- Yeah, so we get all these incredible masterclass, an hour with them talking to us. You know, we have casting directors, directors, other actors that are really... You know, well known, and, and Andy, he uh, studied at Wapa, which is where he Jackman studied in Western Australia. And he just thought, well, actors need that support, and it's such a loving community, and everybody just loves the winds, and we get access to Shakespearean theater, like the access to scripts. And you have all this feedback that gets given to you. You get a coaching session, just one-on-one. And I usually get them to read lines with me. I know. And thank you. You've always, you know, you've always made yourself available when I needed to read some lines, um, which is We've great. Fun. Yeah, we have. And I'd love to do that again. And, you know, I, I got some great feedback. And Andy said, gee, I wish I could have actually seen you on set. With a big camera, he said, my partner was here. And she went, oh, my gosh, who's that? She's great. Because I just,
0: whoosh, into uh-huh. the air,
1: and I just thought, this is fun. It's not who I am, but it's, it's the scene you're creating. It's the story you're creating. And it's so important. That we have a casting director here who's really big, Stevie Ray. And he said, I don't mind monologues. He said, but really, scenes are better. Because we want to watch your eye line, We want to hear how you're responding to the other actor when you're engaged because they bring their mm-hmm. own sort of character and, and decisions into it. So that's kind of what they look for. And it's nothing to do with looks and whatever, whatever the storyline is. I mean, they're looking for that character to fit that story. And the person who who does it, and it, doesn't necessarily mean because we've asked um that it has to be somebody famous i think stevie said they had some guy that walked in that was just the part the way he did you know his audition scene i mean he just fit the bill and they even though he didn't have credits and a long thing behind him like a lot of the eight well-known actors do uh they just said well he's perfect i mean this is the guy so you never know. You never can mm-hmm. really give up. You just have to keep working on it. And the feedback that we get is incredible, you know, because they, they talk about things um, uh, like, hang on, let me just say. So our feedback glossary we have. So it's about warming up. Um, it's about the sound, about being sick, Or if you have a part where you have to be angry, or really emotional and how much of you is listening to the other person, you know, and it's about the moment before. Well, what actually happened that moment before? And why, why have you said this line? Because when you're reading it and you're performing, you have to know the line so well that it's, because you can tell when somebody's trying to think of their lines, it's, it's got to be, well, this (laughs) is who I am. and this This is the choice I've made. Now, and I'm saying this because I want to get this this point across. So it's what are the stakes here? How bad do you want it? And if that didn't work, well, what are you going to do next? Or what kind of choices can you make where you could be warmer or a bit lighter or more direct or a bit more, you know, um, not forceful, but, you know, when you really sort of show that emotion and if you're going to cry and bawl and all that sort of stuff, like not too over the top because then it really does come across hammy. And because I've got such an expressive expressive face as well, my eyes are quite big. And because I'm in a small space, I can't pull the camera back any further. But they want to see you from the chest up <clears throat> so they can see your eyeline movements and um, see your expressions. And I learned a lot that you can't move your head too much because it it looks weird. (laughs) If you turn the sound off, it looks weird. doesn't fit in with your dialogue. Uh And they, and one of the ladies said to me, I loved it and it was great. And I really, I just really enjoyed that. But you know, when you're, when you do really big eyes or your mouth is sort of bigger, we see you on a bigger screen. So you got to remember on camera, that's going to be really over-emphasized. And it can come across as looking a bit hammy or sounding a bit hammy. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So I'm going, right, okay. So, and we have just access to- Isn't that funny? Cause I, I think,
0: honestly, that's one of the reasons why when I started getting some acting opportunities here in the States, that um, A, this is why you don't see me on the big screen or the small screen, you know, because I tend to be a little bit over expressive. So even when I'm completely dialing in the restraint, Mary Lou, it's still over the top. I I remember really clearly uh, there was a casting director that was just really nice. He actually cast me in, uh, in a commercial for Audi, um, and I was yeah. in a couple of other things. And I was mm. up for this – now, you'll laugh when I tell you the part, but I was up for this series, uh, not, like a, not like a TV series, but like a series of – Um, Maybe like an infomercial type of a thing, where they were going to be talking about like marriage counseling or something along that line. So he got me connected with the actress that I was going to audition with. She was great, and but I only had one way to do it, and that was completely not the way to do it. But that was how I chose to do it, you know. And I'm just I'm trying to be very affected and everything else. And I saw the audition tape afterwards, and I'm like, man, I'm terrible. And the casting director says,
1: <laughs> Probably worked, I'm going but... to
0: show you, well, no, let me tell you, I, I'm i I'm honest. i am honest, I'm i humble when I need to be, but I'm also the first person to say, man, that was great. So trust me, Mary Lou. Yeah.
1: But oh, they showed me God. the tape
0: of the guy that actually got the part. And mm. the second that I saw the guy that got the part, I was like, oh, my God, he's perfect. He absolutely yeah. is the perfect person for this role. And there was just no, and I saw exactly how he played the part. And I go. I, I'm not capable of doing that. And you can say, oh, well, you could learn and all that. And it, I think that was probably one of the last auditions I went to, because, you know, oh. I, I'd have to drive 90 minutes to get to the audition, oh, okay. wait, uh, yeah. you know, for the audition time for my, you know, five minutes and then drive another 90 minutes or two hours home. Um, and I was like, yeah. you know, that's just not a good use of my gas, my time or anything like that. So yeah. I kind of yeah. put that up and unless a part is offered, then that's different. And then I'll just try to yeah. do my best. But, yeah, I, you are so right cuz you see that uh, all the the big eyes and the big expression and the big everything and you're like okay crazy train we don't need any of that can you just like say <laughs> the line and you know be normal
1: yeah but also like Vincent um he's he's lovely he's one of the coaches and he's a wonderful actor and uh he studied with Howard Fine Studios he's been in New York he's traveled around he's he's here in australia in sydney and when i did the scene from alicia um well he didn't know at the time but you know she talks about the scene when she's doing a laundry or something and it's just she talks about her apartment being really small and he went like i really felt it. you were looking around and going yeah well you don't really know where i live do you <laughs> so i could totally relate to that. <laughs> and i wanted. Yeah apartment you know and then but I but that's when he said you know I really loved how you did it but I was so emotional because sometimes you have to draw from yourself something that you understand in that character and he said it was so I get I'm sort of natural and believable and but sometimes I have to bring a little more variety instead of being like I did a scene out of the witcher um, where this beautiful baby had died and was left there on the beach. And I don't really watch the series, but I actually put on a British accent. and um, But he, they could really feel the emotion of my emotion cracking because I, I did quickly look to see what she was wearing. And then I did see a little shot of the baby they um, had in whatever the series was or that scene was. And I thought, oh, such a beautiful child. And I just thought, I can't imagine anything harder than, you know, trying to revive a baby, you know, that had clearly drowned or whatever had happened in the scene. And sometimes you've just got to bring that part of yourself. And even in the scenes I did with the Alicia one, where she'd lost the love of her life, um, he just said it was so raw and he said, you know, I hope you're okay, and sometimes we have to go and do these dark things, but I hope you're okay, and you can bring yourself back out of that, Not like, but I can detach from that, and I think what I love doing is watching um, different ones on Instagram, where you've got, you know, Matt Damon, and people telling stories, and Al Pacino, and All the things, and it might be fifty-five takes that he does, but he doesn't get it, and the director keeps going, you know, one more time, and then he, and then it
0: clicks.
1: Can't really give up, you know. The more you read the script, the more you get those ideas. That's why script analysis is really interesting because it can happen in different ways. People, nobody will come and audition and do it the exact same way as you do. And and you've just got to bring you into it and believe in yourself and the more you practice things or you keep reading the story over and over, the more you get to understand what's going on and then, but it's making those decisions and I suppose um, not going too far outside of the border. Sometimes they like that because uh, it might actually be a great thing and they'll go with it, but you know, stick to the the script, basically, and if they want you to change things, um, just be prepared by trying it out a few times. You know, it's like saying, um, hey you, or hey you, or you know, hey you, you can say that many yeah. different ways and it all has kind of a different feeling about it. So or what what's coming across that the audience is listening to and watching. So, you know, some of these actors and they, you can see them holding the stare without blinking too much. And I think, yes, I have to do that. <laughs> so, but I don't blink too much these days, but it's taken since December last year. Yeah, it's taken a while, but I decided to commit myself to it because when I get to a point around December, January, that's when I'll look for an agent. And I also want to work on some voiceover stuff. And I'm even getting into singing more again. I sang at a couple of friends' open mic nights, and um, I had people coming up saying, wow, you know, you're so professional and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, "Oh, oh, thank you. And I realized how much I'd missed it. Well,
0: you know, it's really, it's easy to fall back into the saddle again. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Mary Lou had had uh, quite a little bit of a singing career, even into to Japan a few years yeah. back. And um, it's it's lovely to hear that you are singing again. Now, where you were yeah. performing, would there be any tunes that we'd recognize, or are they just more local favorites?
1: Um, they are sort of... Um Like, I love Bonnie Raitt. And she's just won a Grammy. She's, what, 70-something now? She just won a Grammy Award. Amazing. I mean, if you listen to that song and you don't tear up, then, you know, you've closed your heart off. But she's such a storyteller, and I've always admired her. And my friend, before he passed away, he surprised me to a theatre here, the Tivoli, which is linked into the Princess Theatre, where we have a lot of the performers, not just Boondill Entertainment Centre, where we have big bands. And that's where I started um, with the Brisbane Bullets. I used to be the lead female singer with a 10-piece band with the wonderful Robbie Resiland that used to be in Wickedy Whack. (laughs) And anyway, so I started... Like I went over some of Bonnie's songs and I went, oh, gee, I love that one. One's The Glow. And of course, I Can't Make You Love Me. But she's done some amazing R&B, blues stuff. She's just incredible. And half of them here hadn't heard of her. And I went, they're all, or they're ringing up going, how come she want it? Who's she? And I thought, oh, man, you have missed out on an entire history of this amazing. You sort have of-
0: missed out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I'm doing that, but I've also written a couple of things and I dragged the pianos out and I'm going to start doing that again as well as learn how to edit on um, one of my platforms to for movie making, you know, which you can do at home. But I have to learn how to edit it because I did try and do that once and I had my friend do a line and I recorded that and I tried to put the audio in as well as her line and then the filming, and then I lost the film, and I could hear the audio and go, what? Oh, no. (laughs) So I went, okay, we're just going to do it this way through Vimeo or it's through YouTube, but I keep it private. I Mm -hmm. just do it um, as unlisted, and I don't exactly share right at the moment because I have to feel like it's worthy of watching somebody, but I have loved the process of learning and just getting... You can see, and you just have the people that support you that are in the industry, you know, and they're really supportive and loving, and they really do give you some great feedback so you can get out there and do what you love doing. And plus we have vocal coaches that are renowned around the world. Um, and it's so important as a singer, even as, you know, a podcaster. Um, radio announcer, whether you're reading or doing narrative and things like that, it's so important to look after that voice and the exercises. I mean, that only cost me in Australian dollars, $10 a month. And then what I pay for my membership, but I have access to the most amazing people and I love it. And I, I still want to go back and see Munger, who I'd interviewed, who's, um, him and his lovely wife, Emma Randall. You'll find that story on my facebook page at rated oz radio um you'll have to scroll down a long way but you know he he just recently or a few months ago michael Bean that was in the terminator um came over here on a holiday and he ended up doing a um i think it was a b grade sort of zombie movie <laughs> but he got to work with michael Bean, and you know a story since the COVID thing a lot of filming was done up here in Queensland um, because we just you know we've just got the areas to do that and um, you know it's great I'd love to see you come over here my friend they would love you they would just love you well <coughs>
0: I, I would absolutely. I'm, see what would happen Mary Lou you know this I'd, I'd come over there for a brief holiday and that brief holiday would be my next 30 years I'm not opposed oh, to that either, but I, I'm just telling you, I I don't think I would come back. But I think yes. that uh, what will end up having to happen, I'll need to wait for the the rest of the puppies, who are yeah. now Eric is uh, seventeen, um, and he may not be no. with me much longer. And then no. Eric, Bill, and or Eric, uh, see Bill, Jenny, and Angie, they mm. all will turn fifteen this year, and they have their various. You know, so I, I joke with people after work. They say, What are you gonna do after work? And so I'm going to my other full time job. What's that? I run a senior dog care center. Well oh. you know, coming home to take care of my dogs. Well, no, yeah. it's you know, taking care of the puppies. Um yeah. so if they come home and they're like, Oh papa, let me tell you about my day I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Just, you know, do you want dinner oh, first? Oh love- yes, Papa please. I'd like some extra chicken.
1: <laughs> and your cooking shows and once- oh, your songs and your music yeah, and your bulk and so much that you have done, I'm just so proud of you. You're just an amazing, wow. be- and I'm so honored. And no, th- oh, I love you dearly. And oh man, I would just, I'd be, you know, I get bring your car over and all this <laughs> crew. I Garrett Miller right here, all the way from LA. Right
0: here, everybody. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Yep. Well,
1: who knows? Really we
0: that in- may happen in- sooner up. than you than you think. I, you know, again, once once. Things kind of, you know, work themselves out with the dogs. I think that will change yep. the next uh, phase of my life. So, but in the meantime, yeah. I'm just very committed to making sure I spend as much time with them as possible. They love it. I love it, and it just makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, just real quick, I want to remind yep. everybody: we've been listening to Mary Lou Monroe Ray live from Brisbane, Australia. It is Tuesday afternoon, approximately 1 p.m. per time. It's now nearly 8 p.m. our time. It's been wow. such an honor and pleasure to have Mary Lou back. Aww. We have such a good time. I don't even know how the hour passes. Um, just oh, a reminder, if you'd like to follow her mm-hmm. and follow all of her fun stuff, she's on Instagram at radio underscore eight. And it's all shown okay. on the show page. If you're listening on Apple's podcast or iHeartRadio, we're under the rated LGBT banner. You can follow us, take us with you, and subscribe, and you'll never miss a show. Um, I want to remind everybody, I do have more shows coming up. I'm just really bad at getting them on the books. I've got uh, Rick, who has been on the show in the past, who wants to come on and promote a couple of songs that he has being released next week, and he keeps going, call me, call me. I was like, I know, i got to get it on the schedule and got to get it programmed. Um, so we'll be having some more shows soon. I've just found that um, I have – I love – doing this show more than anything but it's just getting me to sit down and say i've got the hour to do it is is the biggest challenge but once the microphone is turned on it's like oh i don't want to stop i don't want to be here for hours and hours and hours um just uh, i will also let folks know i'm in the middle of recording my fifth studio album right now i actually have my songbook right in front of me and am going back to record the second half of the album probably in the next uh, probably next month or so my producer brian Cothier. He's screaming at me. He's like, Gary, get back in the studio. We got half the album done. We need the other half." So uh, we'll be having some new music. My guess is it will not be done before Christmas because you know it, you know, just doesn't happen overnight. You think, "Oh, you just go in and like sing a song in three minutes and you're done." It's absolutely not like that at all. (laughs) Um, So probably you know for you know January, February, something like that. That's what we're going to target. Mary Lou, you've got thirty seconds. Anything that you want to say or say hello to um, before we got to go.
1: Uh, Just hello to everybody that's listening in. Thank you so much. It's been quite a long time, Um, but, you know, things happened and I'm trying to organize stuff, but I do want to get back into bringing some more wonderful people from actors and uh, incredible singers and things too from over here across the big pond. And I hope we do this again one day, Garrett, and um, just keep it light. Remember, you know, Joy is your creativity, happiness is your focus, love creates it all, and uh, you know gratitude um, guides us. So enjoy your life. This is this is you. This is your moment. This is what you're here for. So be kind, and you know kindness and loving language is what I'm aiming for, um, and that should be your story as well. You know, so every time you find yourself getting I caught agree. up in Take a breath, go out in nature and find something that you can just appreciate because it does change your mood and um, be, you know, be your loving self, be your best self because you are a bright spark. And in the famous words, you're given a gift when you're born. And if not, you find that gift along the way. And if you get good at something, you never take that for granted but what if you deny it? What if you betray it? Well then you deny yourself. Don't betray yourself. Be true to you. Do what you love. Be passionate. Mwah. Love you, Garrett. It was so and much fun. Mary
0: Lou, that was the longest thirty seconds in the recorded history of, of radio, and I love you so much. Everybody <laughs> will be back super soon. Keep watching for Facebook and uh, we will be we'll bring Mary Lou back for another hour of power. Best hour or your money back. And, you know, keep in mind, this is a free show. <laughs> Everybody have a great evening, and we will see you real soon. Take care.
1: Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye, guys. You've been Thank listening
0: you. to Rated G Radio.
1: We have.
0: com.